Christmas, everybody, we are, we're in it, right? We're right in the heart of our Christmas uh, season. I think you guys have all, uh, you know, done maybe a, a staff or an office Christmas party or two. Maybe, uh, you know, like some gift exchanges. Have you, I went this uh, yesterday, I was like, you know, tis to see I went to Costco and then just uh, pulled in the parking lot and just kept going. It's like, yep, that's right, it's Christmas season, I forgot about that. So, you know, everybody had the same idea that I had. Uh, and so I just said, you know what, I'm just going to keep driving and just keep listening to Christmas music. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, we're, we're, we got all sorts of, there's a lot going on, right? There's just a lot going on this, this season, which is, you know, which is good, which is, which is good. We like it that way, but, you know, it also comes with some downside stuff too. But we're excited to, last week we started on our... Um, Christmas series, uh, the Christmas is Hope, and Brandon, uh, Pastor Brandon unpacked the, the, um, the, the, we have hope for forgiveness. And so the, the, the Jesus uh, came was the gift that God gave us uh, for Christmas. And so uh, if you haven't seen that, you want to go back and, and watch that, but kind of introduce the idea that, that, you know, for Christmas, you know, we have hope through forgiveness. And so that's a very exciting and, and, and amazing aspect of this Christmas season that we get to celebrate that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of keep that, keep that going. Um, now, now one of the, one of the funny, today our, our topic is peace. It's peace. And so, you know, one of the funny things about Christmas and talking about the Christmas story and talking about, you know, and we sing some of the songs is there's just this, you know, and now we know this isn't true, but we keep singing about this peaceful, quiet, somber happening of, of, of a baby uh, being born. Now, now listen, I'm, I don't claim to be an expert, okay? But I was a part of uh, five different, uh, you know, childbirths. We have five kids. I was there for all five of them. I did pretty good during that. Um, but, you know, I just the adjectives I would use to describe that uh, would not, not silent, uh, I wouldn't use the word like peaceful also, you know, uh, I wouldn't use, you know, like a tranquil or, you know, uh, it, it, it just, it's not that, you know, and so it's funny that well, sometimes we sing these Christmas songs, we're like, okay, we celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus and, you know, we, we just, oh, it's so quiet and just peaceful and somber and it's just this magical moment. I'm like, well, there's also like, you know, a child being born, which is, you know, it's painful or fluids involved and there's like <laughs> screaming and you know I don't know I don't know if Mary was like you know yelling or not but there's like animals too so like you know I don't, I'm no expert in animals either but like you know they stink they smell they they just you know they make noise it's like there's a lot more chaos like than we like, than we think there is but but somehow we associate this idea of of you know Jesus birth is this, you know, the somber moment. It's it's a peaceful moment. We we talk about it a lot. Now now I know that peace Obviously, not referring to necessarily the actual literal moment, uh, but rather kind of more of you know what's to come. But uh, it's it's you know Christmas season though doesn't also feel super peaceful, right? It doesn't also feel uh, very um, you know without conflict, without uh, busyness, and so as as we as we enter this you know kind of go into this this, this Christmas series here, and we. We hear about the peace that Jesus brings. We hear about the the the, the peace of that moment. Uh, we really got to kind of like take some time to understand. Okay, what does this mean? Because we know we're not talking about the physical birth. Like that, that that's part of the story, but that that can't be it. Can't be the only thing. There's got to be there's got to be a little more to this. Um, and so and so that's really what we're going to unpack. 
is, is what, what does that look like? And what does, that, what does that mean for us? What are the implications for you and I uh, today? And so, well, let's just get into it. Let's get, there's, there's, so, there's so much on peace in the Bible, it's surprising how much when you really dig into like, how much there really is. And so I just want to start out right out of the gate that, that, that Jesus came. Jesus came to bring peace. Jesus came to bring peace. Like, that's, like, that's it. I mean, the, the, the angel... Right, if you if you, the angel came, we spoke to the the shepherds as we read in Luke, and if you've seen you know the 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 Charlie Brown Christmas specials, my favorite one, but the very end, Linus is is you know talking and explaining. This is the verse that he quotes, and he says, "There's, there's the, the Luke two fourteen says that the angel said, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased." The angel says, "Glory to God and in the highest, and peace on earth, specifically." Peace on earth. So, so peace is a big part of this puzzle. The angel is saying, no, no, peace is coming to earth now. Like, like that is a, a major part of Jesus coming is peace. And when we even look back in, in the Old Testament on some of the kind of the classic, um, uh, well-known Isaiah prophecies, we look, we look back in Isaiah and we see, we see talk of peace as well. We see Isaiah 9, 6. There's a few names for this coming Messiah that they're talking about. But it says, it says this in Isaiah 6, for us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Those names, those titles are given specifically and on purpose. They are not random. They are not idle. They have meaning to them. This Prince of Peace not only speaks to a, uh, the, you know, the Son of God aspect to what the Messiah will be and Jesus will be, but also a prince's duty was one of administration. One of the duties the prince had was, was to administer whatever the, 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 the king would have. That was a part of their, um, a part of the duties. And so when, you, when we run across Prince of Peace, there's an administrative aspect to this. There's a role that's being played where, where this Messiah that's being talked about in Isaiah will be an administrator of peace. They're gonna be, they're gonna be you know, not just, um, you know, not just someone who is peaceful, they'll be an administrator of it. Their, their peace will be distributed, will be, will be administered, will be sent through this coming Messiah. And this word peace that we see in the Old Testament is one, if you've been around the church at all, you've probably heard this word, the word shalom. Shalom, now the, the, the Hebrew language is so rich and there's so much meaning to it. You know, that's one of the drawbacks we have to English because, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I love pizza and I love my wife. Okay, well, that, you know, are the, you know, yeah, same word, but very different, right? Uh, and so we, we, sometimes we, we, we have to really dig in to find out, that, to realize that there's a rich meaning to some of these languages that we got to unpack. The idea of, of shalom to this peace is, is, uh, is, is broad and it is full. And one, one commentator that I read, he, he uh, described it like this. He said that shalom is not simply an inner disposition or the absence of war, but it evokes a whole social order of well-being, of prosperity, security, and harmony. When you wish somebody shalom, you, you say, I, I wish you a wholeness, 
I wish, I wish you completeness. I wish you fulfillment. I wish, I, I wish that you would, would have this fullness as you go. Not that I wish you would just be without conflict, which is a literal English translation of peace could be that. This is more, is bigger than that. And so when you think of the Prince of Peace, this is, this is a prince who will distribute this well-being of harmony, security, of order, of completeness, of wholeness. That's what is to come. And, and whoever read the book of Isaiah, that's what they read when, when they were reading about this society. That was going to be something that they bring when they come. Now, I know that the, the, the sometimes, you know, uh, uh, preachers have a, a tendency to be hyperbolic about things and they exaggerate things. It may come as a shock to you, uh, but that happens from time to time. Uh, but, but what's interesting when, you're, when we're, we're talking about peace, and I, you know, I hesitated to, to, to talk this way, but honestly, I, I, I do feel like at this moment, feels like, like we need that peace more than I can remember, right? Like, I feel like we need that. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm speaking, of course, of, of many things, but, you know, globally, we see the need for it. You can't turn on any news or any media, anything, without honestly being faced with, like, oh, this could, there could be a World War III happening. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's... That's, that's a thing. You know, you're like, okay. I mean, there's like, you know, the global atrocities that we see happening all over. And then, and, and even, even, you know, inwardly, you know, anxiety is, a, it seems like an all-time high. Mental illness, an all-time high. Like, we just, we, it just seems like we, we're, we're in need of peace on a global scale. And we're in need of peace on a, on a personal scale. For, for whatever reason, getting along with others has been more difficult now than it ever has been, at least in my lifetime. Seems, you know, it seems like, there's a, like fighting is just something everyone wants to do. We all want to divide. We want to we separate. We want like, little things that don't matter in life to become big enough to ruin relationships. Like we're okay with that, right? That feels like that. I don't know if I'm, I'm alone in this, but... but but it feels like we're in a place where we really need the Prince of Peace. You know, I, I, was, I was brought back to, to even this summer, I know how we, we covered uh, the book of Judges and there's that, the descriptor, the famous uh, verse that summarizes Judges just kind of kept popping in my head as I was kind of looking through uh, studying this week. You know, the, the, the line where, where um, they're saying that, that, you know, in those times there was no king and, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes, that just feels so relevant, doesn't it? It feels like that is, that is where we are. And I think a lot of that comes from like a lack of peacemakers. It comes from a lack of understanding on peace. It, it comes from, from us not embracing the Prince of Peace and what that means. Because even, if, even as Christians, we struggle to be peacemakers and we struggle to embrace uh, peace just as much as anyone else. And so I feel, I really, I feel like this morning is relevant to all of us. 
if you're just new to this church thing and you're just kind of trying this thing out because it's Christmas time and maybe it's, we're, we're glad you're here and, and it's good you are and, and, and there's something for you here. I believe. And then, if, but if, if you've been walking with Jesus for many, many years and you're here, I think there's something here for you. Because, because God's word speaks to us no matter what and, and, it, and no matter where we are, I believe there's, there's a relevancy involved. And so let's, let's look at it. I mean, there's shockingly amount. I, I ran across one pastor saying there's, there's, there's uh, over 700 verses or references to peace in the Bible. Peace, like once you really start going through and preparing for something like this, you realize, oh, it's everywhere. Like it's everywhere. Like the, like the, the Bible talking about peace and all of its multifaceted. And what's interesting is they, they, you find peace in three kind of three general categories is, is what they can kind of be whittled down to. And so the Bible speaks on, on peace in three different ways. The first way you see Bible talk about peace is um, spiritual peace. Spiritual peace. That is to say, uh, peace between, between God and man. Like there's a, there's a, there's, there's a, a lack of or a need for, or there is peace between, you know, God and man. Um, there's, there's also a, um, what we call like an emotional peace, I guess is what we call it. Emotional peace, which is more inter, interpersonal, like for me, like, like feeling like I have a, maybe a peace in, in me, or I have a lack of peace in me. I have like, you know, there's like the term, I need peace within me. The Bible talks a lot about that. And then, and then the third way, uh, realm where we talk about peace is relational peace, relationships, person to person, and the, the, the peace or lack of peace that we find in those kind of relationships. And I think if we were to look at all three of those, it's not hard for us to, it's not hard for us to see how or where the dysfunction in those could lie. Or even, even, those of you that are feeling a lack of peace in either of those categories, you, you, you just saying them and, and, and identifying sometimes like, oh yeah, okay, I, I totally see what you're saying, I feel that. Be it spiritual between me and you and God, there's, there's something there, or, or just in, in yourself, just feeling a, a inner turmoil or discontent or anxiety that just kind of exists there, or even relationally, like you just are in some, some relationships that just are so, like, just not good, just a lot of division and, and hurt and harm, and there's toxicity in there that just is like, it, it's not good, and there needs to be some peace. Whatever it is, I'm, my, my prayer is that is that God's word has something to say about whatever one of those areas or multiple areas for you, if, if that um, is, is where you're really hurting or struggling or need some help in. I'm just praying that God speaks to you in that area because um, when you don't have peace, like, like I, I don't want to say this flippantly, but it's the worst. <laughs> if you're not experiencing peace, be it, be it emotional, spiritual, um, even physical, when there's a lack of peace, it is, it, it's an awful, awful feeling. You can't get away from it. You can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop feeling about it. And it affects everything. Spiritual, lack of spiritual peace affects inner peace, relational peace, and all of them, and, and, and the same goes for them. So, so let, let's unpack what those look like. Let's, let's unpack what they are, and let's see what the Bible has to say about them, and kind of see maybe what God, what, what God may have for you this morning. So let's look at, let's look at the idea of spiritual peace here. Um, Romans has a great verse where it lays very clearly. Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since we've been justified through our faith, okay, we have peace through God, 
peace with God through Jesus Christ. Last week, Pastor Brandon unpacked that really well and did a great job with us. So you want to go back and look at that, but I want to mention today, that whole idea of we are justified before, before God because of Jesus' work. And when I, what I mean by that is Jesus, Jesus took upon him, a perfect man took, a, took upon him our sins and was crucified and died as a, as a sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice so, so that you and I then can, can believe in him and, and, and ask for forgiveness of sins and he alone can, can be that bridge between us and God because there's a separation between me and God because I am imperfect and God is perfect. And, and, and I can't be perfect. I can't be good enough to, to get there. And so, so something's got to, if, if God wants this relationship with us and wants to be in heaven, we got to get there somehow. And that somehow is forgiveness of my sin through Jesus Christ. That's where that justification comes from. And if, if, if before, before forgiveness, there, there's, there's a lack of peace between man and, 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 and God. After we ask for forgiveness, there's that harmony, there's that peace, there's that, there's that wholeness, there's that shalom that happens between, between us once we put our faith in Jesus. I, I remember even, even, you know, I don't remember a moment when I, when I put my faith in, faith in Jesus. I grew up in the church. I always, my, my, my parents were, brought us to church and I just, I was just in church. Some of you guys, if you were raised that way, you know, if the church was open, we were there. It's just what we did. And so I don't remember a moment where I, you know, what they say, pray the sinner's prayer, or when I, you know, accepted him. You know, Pastor Brandon has a very distinct moment he can remember and all led up to it. I don't know. I was just in the church. But I do remember when I was, when I was in high school and when I was at a summer camp thinking to myself, uh, hey, I, I think to myself, you know what? I, I'm kind of being hypocritical about this whole thing. I go to church, I call myself a Christian, but nothing has really like sunk in, sunk in. Like I just kind of, it's just like a, like a, like a thing that I did because yeah, I, like I was like a fan of a team, you know, I just was a, you know, a fan of a team. That's just kind of what I did. You know, I wore scarves with the names on them and I wore shirts to, anyway, but, um, <laughs> bad example. But I remember thinking to myself, like after, you know, the counselor of uh, feeling like, like it's time for me to actually take this thing seriously. And it's time for me to actually live as if Jesus is my savior. And, and what's interesting about that is, is I didn't realize the kind of uh, peace that I did not have because when I did that, in that moment, my personality changed. Because before I was, I was and I'm not saying that this is with everybody, this is just kind of happened to me, but I, was, I didn't realize just how maybe anxious I was, how, how shy and, and nervous and... Um, worried on other, what other people thought. I was like, I, I, so I never talked. I just, I just you know, I just I never was up in front of people. Like right now would be my nightmare scenario at age like 15, 16. Like I would be living a nightmare right now if I saw myself in the future. But, but when, you, when, I, when I finally took my relationship with God seriously, I, I experienced that peace, uh, that, that peace that said, you know what? It, it doesn't matter what what anyone else thinks because if I'm right with God and, and if, if God loves me so much he sent his son I don't care what anybody thinks I don't care so like, it's not that I just was like going around not caring about anything but I just, I just all of a sudden realized how much tension I was holding because I cared way too much about others and what they thought of me and I didn't care enough about what God thought of me and so, so that peace then kind of settled and, and my, my, my whole personality changed 
with that. And I don't, and I don't know what, what for, for you, what, what that looks like. If you've, if you've been kind of withholding that, ne- that last step of putting your faith in Jesus, if you've kind of with, withheld that for whatever reason you are, but even if you've been around church and can talk church, you know, you speak Christianese, you know the language, you know how we, you know how they dress, you know how they act, you know when to stand up, sit down, the whole thing like that. But you've actually, like, if you, if you've actually, and you know this, have never taken it seriously, have never said, well, I, I go to church, but I'm not actually a follower of Jesus. I just follow people to church and go home. Like, like listen, listen, I, I wanna encourage you, um, take that step, try it. it, it like, like, embrace that inner peace that comes from knowing that you have been justified before God because you've asked for forgiveness of sins, it's gone. And, 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 and that whatever that barrier between you and God is, has removed. And that you can come before God confidently and you can become a follower of Jesus. I, I just wanna encourage you because I was there where I, just, I was just a part of the church, but I never was really a follower of Christ. Think about that. Some of you in this room may, may be able to relate, maybe in that same, in the, in that same, same boat. But, but Jesus' sacrifice makes it possible for peace between man and God. Jesus' sacrifice makes it possible. Let's talk about the, about the idea of emotional peace at this point. Um, emotional peace is that, is that inner, inner discontent. Now, I'm not talking new agey stuff, right? I'm not talking like, you know, uh, the peace is becoming one with, you know, and whatever, you know, one with the word, nature or, or, you know, what, but, but what I'm talking about is that, is that inner, like just that, that you know, uh, that feeling of, of discontent, of, of, of the, the anxiousness or the stress or the anger, or the whatever the, that's, that's in us. Like you may on the outside look great, like you're a Christmas card that just got sent to where the family's all smiling at once, you know, and, and you guys just are like on the back, like, oh, we did this and my kids did that and they're amazing and they don't do anything wrong. And this is the, this is the first year we never fought. It was, it was awesome. You should try it sometime, you know, love the Smiths or whatever it is, you know, like, like uh, the, you know, the Christmas, it's like, it's like you, you present that, but I'm talking about what's really, what's really inside. I'm talking about what's really in us. And, and, and because that, that affects a, a lot. And, and the Bible speaks a lot to this. This, this is a, a, a well-known verse you may know, but let's look at it in a different light when it comes to peace and, and it brings a fuller meaning. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Okay, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your heart, or sorry, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. So I, just want, to, I want to camp on this for a sec because, because um, you may have heard this. You may have heard this, that, that this verse before that, hey, don't be anxious, you know, which, oh yeah, easy. Anxiety, gone, because you said, don't be anxious, right? Um, no, it's, it's not just that. Don't, don't be anxious about anything. But there's a, there's a, there's a but right there. But, but in everything, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your crest be named to God. And the result of that, of those things, right? The, the prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, the, the result of that is, is that you can, according to, to, to Paul in Philippians, like the, we'll have the peace of God, which, which we don't understand. Surpassing all understanding means I, don't, I can't explain to you why. 
will surpass all understanding, will, will do what, it will actually guard your heart and mind. Your inner, it will guard you when you have that peace. Now, now listen, he, this, is a, this is a great verse that mixes a few different things. A few different things. Here's what I mean by that. I mean, the, the, to, to kind of fight that, that anxiousness and that discontent, there's, there's a few things. Prayer is one of them. But not just prayer, prayer of, with, with, with the supplication, the, the petitioning of God, and then, and then with, thanks, with thanksgiving. Okay, this, this is important now. I, I, I want you to, to, to get this. Paul's mixing, he's mixing the spiritual with, with the logical, with, with the logical and, and the, the, the emotional. And so he's mixing these, these things together saying, okay, if you're anxious and if you're, you know, if you're stressed out, if you're worried, if you're in this state of mind, say, okay, stop. I want you to stop and I want you to pray. That's an action. That's something you got to do. That means you got you to you stop. Stop stewing on things and like pray. Communicate with God. Like, like talk to God. That's what prayer is simply just talking about. So stop. Stop what you're doing. Like Pray. But not just pray. He gives some specifics there. He says, pray. He's like, okay, supplication, like, like, like your petition. Let him know what's, let him know what's going on. And what, what's, that, what's that other thing that he said there? We just celebrated it. Thanksgiving. Not talking about the meal, but talking about giving thanks. And when we give thanks, we're, in order to give thanks, you got to stop and think about what you have to give thanks for. What do you have to be thankful for? God's saying, it's almost like he's saying, okay, you know what, stop worrying about your problems. Stop it. I want you to, I want you to let me know what's going on. But then also, like, be, you should think about what you're thankful for as well. And, and, and what's, what's interesting about this, and actually what I'm just going to be full on, I just don't like that things work this way, but they do work this way because I want to wallow in my problems and I want to just stew on it and just kind of be like, but my problems but my problems, but my problems. But he's saying, no, no, no. With thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. So we're letting him know, but with thanksgiving means that I'm thinking about what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that I can even talk to God. And there's things that I, that I need to stop and realize that I am thankful for. Because, because so, so often we're looking for a, for a magic pill, we're looking for a, a program or something that's gonna all of a sudden, all of a sudden, bam, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm better. You know, this is gone. And God's saying like, no, 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 no. Don't be anxious about anything, but, but you know, with thanksgiving, through prayer, let me know. Communicate with me. And, and that peace after we've had time to, to let God know with thanksgiving, we know that God loves us. We know that he's there for us. We know that he's bigger than anything that we're facing. Even if what you're facing is big, God is bigger than that. And we can thank him for that. He's saying in that, that fact that you've, that you've come to me in prayer, that you've taken time to give thanks, that you've paused and, and that you've let God know that can give you peace and a peace that you're not even gonna understand why it is happening the way it is and that guards our hearts and our minds. Because I just think, you know, okay, what Jesus did for you and I, what he did, his work for, for us, when, when his, for the forgiveness is offered, like we have that. If I, just would, if I would stop and think about that more, all of the silly things that I worry about, all the silly, would be like, it's fine. 
I got it because Jesus, Jesus loves me. He, 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 he died for me. I'm forgiven. But I just, I just get caught up so often in, this, in that cycle of focusing on my own things. But God's saying that we can go to him with thanksgiving and prayer. So, so I don't know where, where you're at, but if there's, if there's something that's just, it's just got you, it's just got you, can't, you just, it's, it's, it's heavy, it's been on you, it's just, it's entered the, this turmoil that's in you. I just wanna encourage you, I just wanna encourage you to just turn, turn to God in prayer and to thank, with thanksgiving, present your request to him. And I'm not saying that this is, you know, like a, like a, like a formula, like A plus B equals C, but I, but I know that God's word does not return void and I know that God's word speaks and this is way, how he said we can get and experience peace. So the, the, the point is that we can experience inner peace through Jesus. We can experience inner peace for Jesus. And even further than that, another uh, letter from Paul in Colossians says this. I love the way he just lays it out. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful let the peace of christ rule in your heart it's almost like when you use the word like let like like when we have this peace of god when we have this relationship with jesus if we really lived the way that we if if we understood that 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 peace we just got to just let it do its thing you know, that, 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 that forgiveness that offers, when we think about that and all that comes with it, that should bring us peace. A lot of times, so that, that I, I just want to be straightforward. A lot of times doing this, it's, it's easy to say, but it takes practice to do. Okay, so I want to I just encourage you in that, that if, 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 if you've done, you know, prayed a prayer and, and, and things didn't just automatically, you know, just change. I just want to encourage you to, to, to be steadfast in our approaching of God because sometimes it just takes us to keep doing these things again and again in order to have that. Because a lack of emotional peace brings us stress and fear and, 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 and an anxiousness and, and a discontentment. But when we can have that, that peace that comes from, from Christ in us, we have that like calm, we have that contentment, we have that shalom, that wholeness that's in us. And doesn't that sound nice? Like, wouldn't that be great? It, it, and, and it is great knowing, knowing that God loves us, that he's in control. That is great because the things of this world are overwhelming. They simply could be overwhelming if we, if we spend too much time on them. And finally, the, the, the relational piece I want to I wanna talk about. And, and, and this, in my mind, is, a, is it's, I mean, I feel like it's all, it's all relevant, but man, we, we need to be able to act as peacemakers to each other. We need, we need to really em- embrace what the Prince of Peace who came to earth, what he's about as it, as it relates to each other because we are so good at dividing and, and, and at conflict and at division and at biting words. And, and uh, it's just, it seems like we're just, we're just really hitting a home run with strife with each other right now. And we need to really dial that back a lot. And so this this can help. Ephesians, Ephesians 2 says that, that for he himself is our peace. I'm talking about Jesus. He himself is our peace who, 
made two one and has destroyed the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility. What he's talking about right here, the two becoming one, is Jesus coming for both the Jews and the Gentiles. In other words, Jesus coming for everybody. Like everybody, Jesus came for all. It doesn't matter like where you're from. It doesn't matter male or female. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter like what your background. Like there's nothing, nothing for Jesus matters. The things that we categorize each other on, the things that we put labels on each other, like you're this or you're that. Like God's like, no, no, Jesus died for all, all across the board. Jesus died for all. He himself is our peace. He brought... He, him dying brought the ability for, for Jews and Gentiles back in the day. So those were the God's chosen people and then everybody else, Jesus died for them and they now can be together sort of serving the same God. And that, that, that is powerful. That is powerful. Bottom line is that Jesus shows us how to live at peace with one another. That Jesus shows us how to live at peace with one another. Jesus spent a lot of time talking about the interpersonal stuff. And one of the famous passages in Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount, he, he tackles, um, uh, uh, there's a section in there, uh, Matthew 5, about, about how we're supposed to be you know, treating one another. But specifically, he talks about our, our enemies. Specifically, people who don't agree with us. People who, who may, you know, don't, even, don't even like us. And he says this in Matthew 5, 44. He says, but I tell you, Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. Jesus desires not that we try to take vengeance, not that we go tit for tat when it comes to wronging each other. This isn't easy. Don't hear me say like, like nailed it. You know, everyone I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm at peace with, even the ones that hate me. That, that, uh, no, that, but listen, I'm telling you, Jesus was, is different. His, his, his call is higher than the world. And he's saying like, he, he, he's telling us right here, listen, don't go, don't, don't do the eye for an eye thing. Don't do that. He says, you need to pray for your enemies. Love those who persecute you. Or uh, reverse that. Pray for those who persecute you. Love, love your enemies. And, and, and he, he even go, says in the same right before then, that the blessed are the peacemakers for they're the sons of God. He calls us to be peacemakers. He says, you're a peacemaker. Less someone who, who intentionally seeks to create peace in any scenario that they're in. Wants to bring that completeness and that wholeness to any scenario that they're in. Now, what this isn't, what a peacemaker isn't, is someone who just, just agrees with everything everybody says. That's not what they are. They're not somebody who just says, oh, oh like, I'm, we're, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna believe everything you believe and embrace everything you embrace so we can be at peace. No, no. Because Jesus disagreed with people, but, but there's a way of going about it where you can still interact in a loving way. You can still um, show love to the others. In fact, Romans 12, 18 says, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Live at peace. So, so if you can help it, if, as long, as long from, from your end, do everything you can to not be a part of, of, of the problem when it comes to division. When it comes to this, you know, when it comes to peace, be a part of the solution as much as you possibly can. That doesn't mean everyone's gonna agree. That doesn't mean everyone's gonna respond. But if you can, if you can, be at peace. Now, now what's hard about this sometimes is that, is that 
we read this and think, you know what? You're right. Everybody should just agree with what I'm doing because I've, I'm right. And so if you guys would just go with me, like, then this thing would be super peaceful and we'd all be fine. And, and, and I know, I know a lot of people who, who will say, you know, well, I just, you know, I, I like to say it like it is. I like to kind of tell it like it is. And I'm a, you know, and, and the problem with that is sometimes, um, or a lot of times if, if you say that is you could, you could just be mean, right? Like you say, you, you think you're speaking truth and you're just being like, oh no, I'm just going to like throw it out there. When, when the Bible is, when Paul says, you know, speaking truth in love, like you speaking truth is a gift. I want the truth. I want, I want to know the truth, but, but I also want to know that, that the truth has been given in, in, in a loving way or, or, or with love as the motivator to it. You know the difference? You see the difference there? Like if I'm, if I'm gonna, you know, critique something that somebody's doing, if my motivation is, I just want, I want you to be, I want you to get better. I want to help you. I want you to grow. If that's the motivation, you're gonna get it. You're, you're gonna sense it. it, it it's gonna be evident. But if my motivation is to put you down and to build me up, that also is gonna be evident. So it says live at peace with, with others. Well, honestly, I, I, I see that being more relevant to speak truth and love when it comes to being a peacemaker um, to, to where, a lot of, where, where, where we live a lot of times. A lot of times we just wanna be right about things and we don't care about the relationship. And so if, we, if you're not experiencing this peace when it comes to this, um, the, the, the relational peace, you're, there's gonna be fighting, there's gonna be loneliness, there's gonna be anger that are involved there. But if, but if you do have it, if you do have it, you're going to have a, a, a strong community. You're going to have strong relationships. You're going to have a, you're going to have a healthy envir- environment like around you. You're going to be able to encourage people. You're going to give people courage if you're if you're living out this peace. And so we have the Bible talk, talking on the peace with God. We have, the, we have we have a lot of talk on peace in, in ourselves, and then we also have a lot of uh, talk about peace with others. And I'm telling you that, that the only way, the only way to have peace in your life, spiritual life, inner with others, is, is through following Jesus. True peace, true wholeness, true contentment will only come through just we can try so many different things to to get that contentment if i just get that to get that car like i'll be i'll be content right if i just if i just get the promotion you know if i can just get my bank account to be at that level if i can just get in that relationship you know that marriage i'll be it'll be solved it'll be without conflict you know if we'll stop fighting once we get married We have a class for you, by the way, if that's your, <laughs> it's called the marriage course. No, but, but, but so often we look on the outside, we look outward and say like, okay, if only this, if only this, you know, and we think like, you know, as I order the next thing and as it gets here, okay, contentment, wait, not there. Okay. You know, we, and we just, we try so many things to fill that void, but deep down, you know that it's bigger than anything here on earth that we can buy, that we can, that we can you know, gather, that we can, you know, it, it's bigger than all that. It's bigger than all that. Colossians 1.20 says that through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus 
Christ is the only way that you and I are gonna experience that true peace. If you've never given your life to him, you've never done that, I just wanna encourage you to, 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 to give it a shot. And I don't say that to be like, you know, like you're trying a new restaurant or something, but really like if you've tried other stuff, if you've tried other ways in this world, all the things this world has to offer and, you're, and you come back wanting, you come back with that emptiness inside of you and it's, it's not working, then I want to encourage you, Christmas time, we, we sing about him. We, we, we have decorations that point to Jesus. We have all these things on, about Jesus. But I want you to, to know that, that Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. That he came down and he's the, he, to give us peace. He's that, that bridge between us and God. He's, that, he's the only one that can fulfill that hole in me. That, that is, that is, and, and he's the only one that can give us that bond between each other and get rid of that conflict. And the worship team is going to come out. And we're, we're going to sing a, a last song about, about this. But I want to I I encourage you with this. I know there's one of those three areas in your life that, that, it's, that you're just not feeling peace and that you need peace in. Whether it's between you and God, whether, whether it's in you, or whether it's in, in between you and either relationships that you're in. And I, I know that there's, you, you, we need that peace that could only from, come from God. So this Christmas, don't just go through the motions of, you know, the, the movies and the songs and the cookies and the things like that. But really, I want you to really reflect on what is this, this, this Prince of Peace coming to earth. Because, listen, I'm telling you, we're trying things on our own and it's not working, right? Look around, turn on the news, think about it in your own heart. We can't do it on our own. I can't, you can't. We need Jesus. We need, we need the Prince of Peace who came down and we then need to be those peacemakers that show that love of him with others. We pray with me as we close out our service and sing a, a final song? Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we, we come before you in a season that, that we are um, familiar with, Lord, that we, we feel comfortable in, you know, Christmas. We know there's songs and there's decorations and there's movies, Lord, but, but God, may we not be distracted from the fact that this is about your son, Jesus, coming to earth. And Lord, there's, there's, there's so many things in this world that, that, that um, lead us wanting God, but, but your son, Jesus, is the only one that can bring us peace the Prince of Peace here on earth, God. I pray that all of us will be able to remember that, to know that, and to live as those peacemakers. God, we love you, and we just thank you for this um, season where we can be reminded of that. We pray that we would be people who embrace that peace, that shalom, that wholeness that comes from you. We love you, Jesus. May these songs be, be pleasing to your ears, Lord. We ask in your name, amen. Amen. Would you stand with us as we-